We just got back from talking to people we don't know about abortion, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are created equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi. Hey, everyone. It's Seth again. And Lexi, today our conversation is going to be maybe a little less focused on apologetics and more on methodology of outreach because a lot of people out there want to do outreach but are questioning the methods. So this will be an important conversation about how to do effective outreach. And joining us today, we have Ava. She is the office go-to girl for anything considering pop culture. She also works in the external affairs department, and um, she's also my best friend. So I think that earns her a few points as well. Um, But yes, like Seth said, we were outside of Ohio State University, or I will correct myself. The Ohio State University. There you go, like an Ohio State University or something, like, just to like <laughs> mess with our listeners. It's, it's a little cringe. I, I I have an eye roll whenever I, or I roll my eyes whenever I say that. But anyways, moving forward. Welcome, Ava. Yes, thank, thank you, you, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we kind of wanted to talk about one of your conversations. But before we get into that, um, let us know kind of your background. How long have you been with Created Equal and things like that? I've been working with Created Equal. Create Equal now for two years. I work in the external affairs department with Lexi. I do her social media and also work in admin sometimes. Yeah, cool. So I know we were only outside Ohio State or the Ohio State uh, for about two and a half hours today, but how were the other conversations that you were having? Um, They were good. They were really civil. I had conversations with other students about um, in the case of rape and if we should still make abortion um, legal or illegal, even though they thought it was wrong. Mm. And that's a super important conversation. Anyone who's listening, you can jump to the show notes. You can see where we'll link to the episodes we've covered in the past about that very important discussion, because the question of rape, even though we all know it's less than 1% of all abortions, still a vital question for knowing how we should respond and how we can care for mothers who've experienced that. Yeah, I think that comes up time and time again, every single, almost every single conversation that right. I have with people. So that'd be really crucial. And um, I think we also have done, no, I'm not going to say that because I'm not 100% sure. Have we done a podcast on the legality of abortion, Seth? On like, is abortion legal? Or like, should we, should we make abortion illegal? Have we done that? Oh, on like whether we should make abortion illegal. I don't yeah. believe we've had a podcast on that because the whole question of what we're trying to do, make it illegal, make it unthinkable, that's a bigger question. We have not, we should do a podcast okay. on that. Well, uh, stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, we'll, be we'll, doing make, that, maybe, we'll do one. Possibly. Um, anyways, so um, going into the conversation that we wanted to talk about today, what was the ladies, or I call her a lady. She is a lady. She's a ha- college student too, right. so picture a college student. Um, what was her um, initial beliefs of abortion? Um, she would acknowledge that the baby is a human being and that she would acknowledge that it's also killing a human being, but she would say that it's up to the mom because it's her choice in her life. Okay. Um, but yet she had a problem with showing the images. Okay. Would she say that it was a mother's choice at any stage during pregnancy or did she like have a cutoff? Yeah, she um, said that it was okay up to any point because it was the mother should be in charge of choosing that for herself. Okay. All right. So going into uh, she didn't like our methods. What about our methods was she so opposed to? Um, she was opposed to showing it because she thought showing showing the images of okay. abortion because it scares women and hurts them more than actually helping them. She said, if we wanted to actually help women, we would give them um, resources or support. 
So just taking a step back, so you're outside Ohio State University, the, sorry, the Ohio State University. You had many conversations, including the conversations we mentioned previously about sexual assault, things like that. This is the individual that we're going to hear a soundbite from in a moment, right? And so she was not so much saying that she had reason to support abortion. She was more focused upon what the ways in which you were reaching people. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And do you, would you say, Ava, is that a common experience for you, that people are more focused upon not liking how you are responding to abortion rather than having... Um, a lot to say about their pro-choice views. Is that a common thing? Uh, yes, I see that a lot um, everywhere we go. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people like to maybe look to our methods and have a problem with them, but I think that ultimately is them trying to get off the topic of um, while they where they stand and um, how they have a basis for what they believe and everything. I totally agree because I think it's so much easier to attack a person's method than the actual content, right? Because it's really hard to mount an effective pro-abortion defense. Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy to say, I don't like how you are talking when I don't know why I don't like what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially when so many people are in agreement with them on mm -hmm. how they don't like our methods. I mean, um, a lot of people who come up to us and say they're pro-life don't like our methods. So it's a, it's a very kind of easy position to hold to right. dislike us. So, um, they're not, they're not having to put in too much work. We to promise we're likable people out there listening. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Just if you would see us, um, standing next to the victims, it's, it's ultimately because they don't have an, enough care most of the time for the victims of abortion. That's totally so. right. They don't like seeing those babies. I mean, they they don't want to be reminded of what abortion is. They don't want to see the truth of what they are trying to support. It's not us. It's the babies they don't like. That's exactly. a really good point. And I think we should probably get into this clip so then we can kind of dive deeper in her reasoning for why um, we shouldn't be using the victims of abortion or their images, I guess I should say. Trying to help women, this is completely unnecessary. It's like, 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 what the f is that? Well, <laughs> like these are like, okay. calm down. Like, that's, like, if you're trying to help women, huh. why is this your imagery? Why because not, why don't, why don't you have, I don't know, like a phone number to call or something for, hey, are you struggling well, with your family? Well, we do on some of our signs, like that one over there. Uh -huh. yeah. But these are real images of abortion. People, since this is legal to do, people need to know what abortion is. Okay, so I think, Ava, that wasn't too hard to hear, but can you kind of recap for anyone who might have struggled to hear the audio, what exactly happened in that clip? So she was um, having a problem with seeing the victims of abortions on our signs because she said that was doing more harm than good. And if we actually wanted to help women, we would provide um, like a helpline, which we do have a sign. I love that part that of the audio. Like, we'll actually do have a sign over there. Yeah. So what, what was on that sign for anyone who's not seen the critical signs? What's this phone number sign that you had there? So the phone number is for, to help them find a crisis pregnancy center, but also um, post-abortive care. Yeah, so I think something that she said but that was really interesting was she was saying, like, well, calm down uh, to you about right. having these photos out there. And I think that's very telling um, to her position. Like, why are you making such a big deal out of abortion? Why are you um, being so aggressive in your methods against abortion? So, um, Seth, what do you say to that um, when people are just like, chill out? Basically, I think it's just pausing a step back. Like I when they say that we're aggressive, I often am just kind of surprised by that because it's very little like so Ava. OK, no, people are listening, can't see you, but you're not you're like not that tall. You're not an imposing figure. <laughs> right. So you are not. I know you. You're not out there shouting at people. You're asking 
kindly, what do you think about abortion? What is aggressive about that? What's aggressive is not Ava or her, her um, way of speaking. It's the image. Again, it's all back to the picture. Exactly. They find that to be aggressive. But I just say, you're right. It's 100% aggressive to take a young person and tear them into pieces. And you're seeing that aggression that is aggressive, but it's not us. It's abortion. Mm -hmm. It's aggressive. Yeah. So Ava, why is it that you um, work for Create Equal? Why is it that you go out to college campuses, out to other public spaces, and stand next to abortion victim images. Yeah, so the reason I'm here is because I do this out of love for the preborn. I mean, it's legal in our country to kill over 2,000 babies every day, and we have seen statistically that the the best method of um, stopping abortion and changing hearts and minds is showing the images, and people have a problem with it, be not because of what we're doing but because they know what abortion is when they see it, it hits their conscience. And, and mm. once they see it and it's exposed, um, they can't cover it up anymore. That's so true. And so I think, though, Ava now turning to uh, what she was saying to you about this phone number and you, you explained to the audience why we have the phone number or what, what the phone number is. Can you unpack why we think it's important to have that kind of information out there for women? Because you've said very well why we care for babies, but now respond to this whole like, but you don't care for mothers idea. Is that true? Um, so we have these these this helpline because we want to show the truth of abortion but also then go hand in hand and help the mothers we care about the mother and the baby we're not just going to show a woman what abortion is and leave her on her own we're mm -hmm. we're there to give her love and support and it's also loving to tell her what abortion is but then with that we need to um, give her physical tools to help her with that pregnancy. Yeah, and that helpline also helps mothers who are post-abortive. Um, and so we're not out there trying to shame women. We're not out there trying to yell at women, um, but share with them um, the truth, but also share with them the resources that are available. Um, and I think if, they, if they're willing to have that conversation with us, then they'll see that. Can I just, um, so on this podcast right now, anyone listening, you could probably tell, but this is a man and two women. Well, Isaac's also here with us behind the um, soundboard. So we have two men, two women, but I'm asking you now as women, I find it a little patronizing when someone looks at these signs and says, okay, that's not helping women. You're just hurting women. I think, I actually think women are strong enough mm -hmm. to see the reality of what abortion is and come to good conclusions. But as women, how do you respond to that? Um, so I think the best way to help these women is to show them the truth of it because I've met so many women in the past who have been, I wish someone would have told me what it was, um, what abortion is now, because now that I know, I know what that was wrong. And since no one told me the truth, I went ahead and did it. Mm -hmm. And I think that like you're saying, it's kind of, it's really putting down women mm -hmm. by saying we're not strong enough to realize that we're killing our own children. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Just like men shouldn't and don't need the ability to abuse or kill their children. Women don't need that either. Um, and we should be able to be strong enough to recognize, you know, our wrong actions for those who have gone through with abortion and men who have taken part in abortion. I think we forget about them oftentimes, but the men who have paid for their abortion or dr driven their girlfriend or wife or whoever it may be to go get an abortion, they should have a guilty conscience whenever they see those photos. I've talked to men who have those guilty consciences. So I think both men and women, we should be able to understand the responsibility we have to our children and also be able to look at our mistakes um, and our wrong actions. So that's really well said, I think. And so now let's turn back to though. 
So she's, let's say that we could get people on board with the idea that us being out there talking about abortion is loving to women. We have these helplines and things to help those who are experiencing trauma from past abortions. But still, what about these photos? Like, okay, so people like this person say that's just not helpful to women. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Actually, not just talking about abortion, but showing abortion. Like, I, I think exactly what Ava said, how it is helpful to women. Um, a lot of women can view those photos and realize that they weren't just crazy, that the guilt that they felt after having an abortion wasn't just something that was really bizarre or weird, but no, it's a very normal response whenever you see what abortion actually did to an innocent human being and not just any random innocent human being, your son or daughter. Um, And so I think that's very helpful helpful for these women and for those who have not yet gone through the abortion that one day may hopefully these images will stick in their mind and prohibit them from committing that act but I think Seth a good and helpful thing for everybody listening would be to know why does created equal yes we know it is helpful to women use abortion um, victim photography but why do we do that on virtually every single outreach we go on well, that's such an important question. I know we've kind of circled a little bit in podcasts, but I think it'd be good to just yeah jump into that. I think one thing that's great, if you're listening, hit the show notes again because we have a great No to Defend short episode where uh, I spend a few minutes unpacking the reasons for it. So check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes there for that video. It's like three minutes long, all the reasons why we use these photos. But I love a couple of things. I love what Stephanie Connors, a friend of Create Equal, has said about this. Kind of boiling it all down, we show abortion victim photos because it's not our story to tell. It's the abortion victim's story. They are the ones who were brutally killed by abortion, and they have, as Stephanie said, we could put the link to this video clip in the show notes too where she says this, they have a right to have their story told in all of the ugly barbarity in which it actually happened. For us to censor the injustice against them would be despicable. Their story should be told as it happened. It's just like we we should not tell a story about the Holocaust and censor all of the disgusting things that happened to Jewish people in the Holocaust. Their story should be told in the way it was told. Or, turning a corner today, a lot of talk about racism today, and rightfully so, so, but when you talk about human slavery in America, you should not censor the injustice of it, but tell the story as it happened. Let the victims tell their story in the ugly truth of it. Yeah. And I don't think our culture or anything will like that answer as to um, why we show abortion victims. Even if we bring up um, things comparing abortion to the Holocaust or slavery or anything like that, they'll get very, very upset at us. But I think as pro-lifers, as people who are anti-abortion, we can know why we do what we do and that's okay if other people don't accept it like Ava the conversation you were having with um, this young lady today how did it end did she accept it and was like oh I so agree with you now that I um that you should definitely be showing these images or or how did that conversation end um she left um still angry and wasn't accepting of the methods yeah so well did what was we only saw a one minute clip But what else were you telling her um, in that conversation to try to show her or at least help her understand where we're coming from? Um, A lot of her point was that she thought I was here to shame women. And since the victim images were graphic, that were doing more harm than good. And I tried to explain her, "I'm, I'm not out here yelling at women. I'm just here to have an open conversation about abortion. If someone feels shamed or hurt, it's their own conscience that's being pricked by because the the images speak for themselves what's mm-hmm. happened. Um, it's not me that's making them feel guilty. It's, it's the images if they know what they did was wrong and, and they can't 
when they support it and they don't want to see it, it's because abortion is violent and ugly. And when it's out in the open, um, you can't hide abortion anymore. You can't make it look any better. Um, The victims speak for themselves. And so that's why we also have the helplines to show, well, if you have had an abortion, there's help and healing for you. I'm here to just have a conversation with abortion. If you feel shamed or um, hurt, it's not me doing that. I think something maybe our listeners could benefit from is when you're in that conversation, I know the three of us, all of us have been in that conversation where someone's very angry, talking about it being shameful and so on. You can kind of wonder if there's something behind their what they're mm-hmm. saying right, an experience. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing our listeners can think of is something I like to do is to kind of start talking to code at that point, right? Not saying, have you had an abortion? Tell me about your abortion. A lot of women will offer that information to us, but we let them offer it. But yeah. I will say like, maybe you have known someone in the past who's had an abortion. I want you to know this because her anger may be indicative of some past experience. And that's when we get to have the privilege, all of us believe in this, of sharing not only the bad news of what abortion does, it's ugly. She's seeing that she knows it's mm-hmm. ugly, it's, it's terrible, but the very, very good news that those who believe in Jesus are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the, the, um, not the missing piece, it's the piece that we love to share, but often that's, I think, what is animating this animosity, some past experience that needs to be um, dealt with straight on. Yeah, and I think that it's probably... A better thing to kind of get the conversation like you definitely want to address her concerns um but since she is already pro-abortion her major concern is wanting abortion to be okay and so by addressing you know her concerns with us using abortion victim images i think that's really a, a good idea we should address that but then like you said kind of moving that conversation away from that and getting more to the root of her um resentment I don't know. I, I think that would be the right term towards the preborn. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, um, so looking at how the conversation ended, you know, you just mentioned a moment ago, Ava, that she left still frustrated with you, right? So how do we wrap our minds as a group around people who leave not agreeing with us? Do we see that as still movement in the right direction, progress? Is it failure? How do you deal with that as you're someone now reflecting the conversation that happened literally, what, an hour ago or something like that? Mm-hmm. How are you processing this now? Um, So I always make sure in conversations that I am respectful and kind towards them because I know whether they leave with a changed mind or not, I I know that they're going to remember the images and how I treated them. Um, So I know that if I have been respectful and given my point, then um, I planted a seed and that will determine where that will go in their life. Um, so although it it was very sad and disappointing, she was still in support of it and very inconsistent if she didn't since she believed abortion was wrong but didn't want people to see it, mm. um, I I would hope and I encourage her to think more about this. I love that shout out you gave um, implicitly to Mark because our president, Mark Harrington, has always said that, right? When they leave, they remember those two things, what they saw and how you treated them. And that's undoubtedly clear. And that's going to um, stick in her mind that you were being, the images were ugly, mm-hmm. but you were not unkind. Mm-hmm. Abortion's unkind. You were loving. Exactly. I think that you did a great job handling this conversation. And I hope everybody who's listening, um, I'm sure even if you're talking to people who are pro-life, you're going to have to have these conversations if you start using photos of abortion victims. So hopefully this was a very helpful resource for you um, to kind of work around of how to talk to somebody about the use of these photos. 
Yeah, and if you have more questions on that, please um, drop us a message uh, on our social media. You can let us know what questions, particularly related to abortion victim photos, you'd like us to answer because we'd be happy to answer them for you. Um, also, there's um, there's more we could talk about because it's a big topic, an important topic, and we'll deal with that more in future episodes. But for now, please do uh, one of the most important things you can do for us is leave us a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. I guess I'm assuming that. <laughs> Hope you are if you're still listening, right? If you like what you're hearing, um, let us know. You can also find us on our social media or just go to createdequal.org but thank you so much for listening join us again next week we are created equal and this has been the debrief